Welcome to the Beyond IPAs podcast, a show where we discuss and learn about quality craft beer in all of its forms. From our home base in southeastern Massachusetts, we explore all the various styles being brought to us by our local brewers and breweries throughout Massachusetts and all of New England. Sit back, crack a brew, and enjoy. So this is a bonus episode. We were sitting down with Kenny Semkin from Second Wind a few weeks ago and taping some stuff after the official podcast was over. We we hung around and started cracking a few more beers and chit-chatting. And eventually the talk turned to hops and beer, and as it usually does. And it was some good stuff. Like, he's a really knowledgeable guy. And, you know, so I, I hit record and we talked about it some more and uh, ended up, you know, getting some good, good podcasts out of it. I edited it. You know, this was, uh, oh, a few delicious Massachusetts IPAs into the night, but um, I think it's good stuff. I think you're going to enjoy this if you're into uh, hops and the details of hops and the different types of hops that are out there and how they affect beer and the brewing process. Kenny is super knowledgeable on this stuff and uh, really taught us a lot, and I you know appreciate the time. So here it is. Enjoy. All right. So so so, so Kenny, we, we talked about a bunch of different things tonight, but let's talk about hops you like to brew with because as a consumer, I love Galaxy hops. Mosaic hops, you know, those big flavor hops. Um, and I'll even go regional and say Australian or New Zealand. What what, what, what do you like to brew with? What do you think is the, the go-to? Sure. So one of the interesting experiments we did early on, especially when we were thinking, you know, we were sitting around in late 2017 and thinking, what are the beers that are kind of lighting people up right now? What are they lining up for? And we're saying, oh, there's – you know, this brewery in Pennsylvania, Tired Hands, doing all these milkshake IPAs, brews, beers with lactose. Like, what do we do with that? So we experimented and we said, we're going to do this. Let's make it interesting. So the first beer we brewed with lactose was called Cream, taking the Wu-Tang Clan approach to, to brewing. We brewed, a, we brewed a beer with a little bit of lactose. Actually, I had a lot of lactose compared to our, our, our beers now. But it was Citra, oh, Rakao, Azaka, I think, Ella and Mosaic. Cream was the acronym work for the five hops we put in that beer. But it, it had so much lactose and vanilla in it that it came out like an alcoholic cream soda. And we, we did a pilot batch of it that we brought to a beer club meeting at the BBC uh, Plymouth. People loved it. And we were like, oh, this beer is way too sweet. Like no one will ever drink a beer this sweet. And fortunately, what that left us with was a lot of Rakao and like we got strawberry notes and some other spice notes off of Rakao. Uh, we'd worked with Ella before because at the time, like it was impossible. I mean, be realistic. Brewery of our size, it was tough late in the year to find that much galaxy. So we were looking at all the the genetic hyploids and sisters and brothers of galaxy. So we had a lot of Rakao and Ella. So we enjoyed working with some of those Southern hemisphere hops. And that's what led us to, you know, like we were talking earlier about the galaxy citron Rakao and Sunday family. And we don't want every beer to be pineapple and citrus. So right. yes, we right. have, yeah. you know, our flagship beer is, Right now, it's it's typically Galaxy and Raka, uh, Galaxy and um, Azaka. Our our session is Galaxy Citra Mosaic, but I mean, there's so many like even these Styrian family, the Styrian Wolf, Styrian Fox, like yep. 
Yeah. We're doing more with those. Well, is it is it a cost issue as well? Like, or is it tough to source them? Like, citrus, like everybody wants them, right? So, do you do you see those variations in the availability, or or do you, are you just trying to do something new? I mean, early on, it's both? it's a cash flow thing. So when we, you know, talking twenty seventeen, the predecessors to Slingshot used maybe more Azoc, maybe there were Azaka citrus citrus uh, mosaic than to, Galaxy to, citrus mosaic because we couldn't get it. To, to, now we have the skill that we can, we can the, do it more the, often. Yeah, that, and yeah. it's it's opened us up. Like we're looking at more these days. It's like you know Michigan Chinook and cashmere, and there's all these you know other you know Sabro, we yes. Sabro in in, in twenty one and and yeah. sweet. It's a sweet hop. It's very sweet. So many other hops out there. Brew one. I, I, it's like. The palate of you can have the same base beer and just keep changing the hops on it and yeah. continue to make new beers yeah. out of interesting character. Beer, and, right, right. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we do. We, Which I think it's, it's dynamic. I, I think it's actually dynamic. I, I think it's amazing that you could take the same grain bill and and then just change the hops and, and kind of do a little twist on it. Like hops to me are, are, are everyone can grow them, right? We're actually starting to grow hops and. and not in Scott's neighbor's backyard. It's, 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 we love it. We're experimenting, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Um, yeah. But I think it's amazing how like that flavor, you just, you know, and that's why the rotating series, I think it's awesome that you do that. Um, I, I, I just love it because, you know, even though Galaxy is, like I said, I, I bathe in that bitch and, <laughs> you know, Mosaic and Mosaic and, and Citra, you know, those are the, those are the big ones, right? But, I think Rakao is 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 up and coming. Like, you know, Southern Hemisphere hops. You talked about Ella, like those things. Th- those are great hops. And we put we put Ella in our American wheat. We put the Rakao in other beers. Winds of Change had a couple of Rakao beers. For us, we don't want to make just three beers that have a consistent recipe. We like experimenting with all those different be- hops and and the hop growers and the hop scientists who are making all these hybrids like every year there's going to be six new hops that evolve from two lineages of of hops oh like this one's a half sister to galaxy <laughs> and, and, yeah. and and you know some other male counterpart to whatever it's like that science matters and and like we love trying out those different things right now we've got wins 22 has uh motueka in it like I bought that Motuika early, like late last year, for early this year, thinking like, here's a hop we've never used before. Let's try let's some of those lime notes, some of those other things. Like, are we going to use it for a Mexican mm-hmm. lager? Are we going to use it for an IPA? Steering Wolf with its strawberry notes. Like we make strawberry short shake. That's one of our, our milkshake IPAs that we haven't brought back in a while. A lot of them carry like, and that's the thing. Like, so many of these beers now carry so much puree for their central feature. But cornucopia, we used Enigma because we wanted the the notes of the red currant and the and the cranberry like fruits. In Bluebird, we used Styrian Calibri, who no one ever heard of because it has notes of, <laughs> heard of blueberry that. and other things. So Styrian Wolf with its notes of of strawberry, like. We keep trying to pair these these hops with the fruit profiles that we use in some of these fruited IPAs, and not just overload them with puree. And just you know, you you feel like you're buying a 
20 no, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in no. That's what I think. It's, it's amazing about hops. Like, like constantly, like different blends, different, you know, creations. Like, like even even in the new Stellwagen beer, right? That they're using an HS twelve twenty eight. I don't even know what it is. I mean, it, it's a new blend that just was experimental hop, right? I mean, so I, I, I think the whole world of hops is. I, I think it's fantastic and. The yeah. fact that you guys experimenting with this and, and and trying to get the new flavors that you can into these IPAs is it's great because you you know you hopefully you don't the worst well, thing you want to see the worst thing you want to see is is like I, I always wonder it's like you know the big treehouses and the trilliums they're just literally taking a beer and and they repackaging it and, and call it a new beer like I, I hope not like you wish they don't do that because you want to you want to experiment enjoy a new beer not. Uh, a little twist on that, and they're reforming. Yeah. Yeah. Those are inside secrets. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Like I, it was, you know, it was very knows, nice. But I, it was yeah. very nice. Well, I mean, maybe the reality is that <laughs> because there's something you want to try out. There's a brewery you shoot for a beer. Something something Point. takes a, a hard left turn, and now you, you call it something else. And guess what? It still sells. Sure, that happens. But yeah, I think there's also a desire to want to try things new. Like I love the coconut notes in in Sabro. That's like, all right. You know, having a beer like coconut blackout, having other beers that involve coconut flavors, we get people who have very, very polar reactions to that. Like, oh, I won't drink that beer because I hate coconut. Oh, well, I have an IPA that has notes of coconut and and pineapple in it, which is what Wins 21 was. And people, you don't try to beat them over the head and say, well, this is a very highly rated beer. Like, it's like, if that's not what you like, then let me try something else. But for the, yeah. the majority of people, like, that experiment worked, but we'll try something else. Like we tried Grüngeist for its notes of peach and lime and trying to find that match that works with a style of beer. Sometimes it's a hit and sometimes it's, yeah, that wasn't our best one. We'll, we'll have to try it again. Or we're at, you know, in an experimental series where now we're into like our 23rd, 24th iteration. I see people, like it creates a bit of pressure for us because I keep seeing people check it in and say like, Every one of these wins of change beers is a hit. Like each one's better than the next. It's like okay, now we like we have to we have to yeah. keep up we have to keep up with that expectation. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah, thing yeah, for yeah. us is like we want to keep trying. Like eventually, we'll create a named beer. Like wins twenty one was such a hit. I think it's like a four two something on untapped. The feedback we've gotten off it. Yeah. So we brewed that same base beer, and now we're like we're gonna dry hop it with something different. We're gonna see like. What do the hops do to people's perception? What do hops do to what we like? And then eventually it'll lend itself the same way Correlation and Slingshot did, which was the best reaction we got off this recipe was here. So for us, like it gives us license to create a named beer that people are used to. And then it also allows us to keep creating wins. Wins 20 was Correlation with a different yeast. Completely different beer. No one thought it was the same. Like, it's not as hazy. It's more of a, like a more traditional American IPA. We just changed the yeast, but we kept everything else the same. So we can continue. Like, and that's what we're doing as students and and, and scientists of 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 our craft. Every time a new yeast strain comes out, every time you know people are now working with people love Burlington, London Fog, like all these different strains of hazy IPAs. Or they're doing crazy things with their oat content on more the Chico yeasts and the O5s. But then 
Kvik comes out and all these other strains of yeast are now being, you know, higher temperature and all these other aspects of it. We want to try them too. We want to understand like what we can do to make new and exciting beers in different ways. And so to me, science behind so like all these guys who are trying to market a thousand different generations of of hops off of yeah. it's like it's like hor- it's like thoroughbred horse breeding. You've taken the stud and now you've got seven offspring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make some make something close to it, right? But but different. Hey, so one of the craziest beers I've ever had, Foam and Equilibrium did a, a collaboration called Cojito. Now, for me, it was almost perfection. Like it was literally truly that. It was a coconut mojito. And I couldn't believe the resemblance of it. So it's like it's two brewers getting together, and we talked about collabs a little bit earlier. It's two brewers getting together to see what they can make, right? And, you know, one person, one brewer brings this idea, the other brewer brings this idea. But I'll tell you, man, that thing hit all sorts of spots for me. I, I love that beer. So they, they added coconut, they added mint, like the adjuncts and all that stuff. You know, you talked about it earlier, but you just getting this crazy beer. Like, to me, that was a crazy beer, but and it actually got better as it warmed up. You poured it, you let it warm, and it was like, oh my god, this is this is yeah. crazy, yeah. crazy good. So you know, it. I, I'd love to see that type of stuff. Just experiment with this stuff. And hey, hey, Kenny, do you, do you find that the year to year, like the new hop crops, like change, or is, are you, is it pretty consistent? Well, yeah, no, there's like, like it, wine grapes. You know, I, I uh, think it's. To the final product, it's difficult to know that this was a good year versus a bad year for Citra. Like people will say that the growers will tell you certain changes in, in, in those hops, but I've yet to see it translate into consumer perception to say like, oh, this is the year that. How did the Australia fire wildfires uh-huh. affect Galaxy and, and right, and, right, and they you know, do different like things. Citra, yeah, Citra have this year a, compared uh, to last, right? You know, majority of it being Pacific Northwest to the Pacific Northwest have a, a hotter, you know, drier summer than. It's interesting. Obviously, that goes into it. There's definitely terroir in in this industry, but I think sometimes yeah. it's impossible. You've got a billion breweries doing their beers with hop contracts that they're either buying two years ago, the previous. Crop year this year, like oh wow, you you could you could have ten brewers tomorrow get, brewing citra that are all from different crop years, all different regions of of the U.S. So it's tough to pinpoint. But if you take one beer that's like in in larger breweries that buy in humongous contracts from the same farm, then yeah, you might see a year to year difference in in the flavor profile or other other <laughs> Yeah. On a, on a brewing basis, it doesn't make that big I mean, of a we, difference for you. I, try, I mean, you, you, but you never know, right? It, it just, I mean, I, I can sense in certain hops we buy, like you start to learn through experience of, I like to buy this hop from this grower, this, whether it's consistent across crop, crop year or just something about, like I specifically mentioned at the top of this call, like Michigan Chinook. The Michigan part makes a difference. Like Chinook is such a original sea hop from a you know American Pacific Northwest sea hop, but the Michigan one has got a bunch of other aromatics that don't come across. Like they're almost two different. They're almost, they're almost different two hop. different hops, and even though they, they they have the same lineage, so it's like the same thing of like bringing wine 
But I mean, even even like cut, cutting off, you know, the grafting and things like that, like bringing a, a part of a, a a Bordeaux plant and and planting it in in a North Fork Long Island. Yeah, they're both going to grow Pinot Noir, but terroir obviously matters. But still, I I, I still think yeah. like when you get the differences between yeah. hop varietals, you've got Canadian Norcal, you've got New Zealand Norcal, you've got Pacific Northwest Chinook, you've got Michigan Chinook. So even though they're genetically the same, there's Crazy. still these things that impact. And as a brewer, it's your mindset was I have to brew like a very bound, constrained version of a beer. That might be very frustrating. But as a brewer, it's like, let's try a bunch of different things and we'll figure out what we like. So I might try, you know, Juggernaut was one of our early on, that was one of the brew, beers we brewed the most. So we might buy Equinot from Hophead Farms. We might buy it from Crosby. We might buy it from YCH. And those might all create a different beer. And we figure out, oh, yeah, we liked it better when we bought it from this yeah. farm. But then that farm might change from year to year. And and as a smaller brewer, you know, like you don't necessarily have to hit, like Hetty Topper's got to make something that tastes exactly like Hetty Topper all the time, right? So bigger, it's a bigger concern the, the larger you get. Yeah, for us. In the earlier call, we talked a lot about South Shore Beer, which was up until recently nine breweries, which were kind of a subset of the South yeah. Southern Massachusetts Beer Syndicate, which was like 21 breweries, which is a subset of the Mass Brewers Guild, which is another 100 and whatever breweries. And so someone will post on there and say, like, I'm looking for Citra. And you'll be like, oh, as a small brewery, I'll be like, yeah, well, I just got, a, you know, 132 pounds. And I can give you like 44 pounds. Like, oh, no, sorry, I'm looking for 1,400 pounds. <laughs> you know, like I'm looking for a truckload of Citra. And it's like, <laughs> those are the guys that are buying on mass contracts that that beer is consistent for at least a year. Whereas like, on a smaller scale, you know, your your twenty barrel brew house or less brewery, maybe we're only buying like eight batches at a time. The consistency of that beer may change right. purely because of the, uh, the hop varietals that are available to us at the time. But yeah, you, you got these exhibits and treehouse yeah. and that's the beauty of it. Like, when they're asking for for something on those, they're talking like forty four hundred pounds at a time. Wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. good point. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. I never thought of that. <laughs> So interesting. Yep. All right. Is it really? So oh, we're man. at twelve forty. He can, Kenny. You, <laughs> you have been an absolute warrior, and we could. I, I, listen, I could stay here all night. Dan looks like he's about to fall asleep. Um, no, I know you could. I know, Daddy. You would soldier on. You would soldier on. I know you would. Couple, couple brews, and you'd be, you'd be fine. But um, I appreciate I you again. I said it earlier. You've been a trooper. This is awesome. I think we've got a lot of good info here. So uh, we'll definitely keep in touch. And um, I'd love to have you on again and uh, down the I'd road. I'd love to do it out of the, out of the brewery. Like once, we talked about that. Yeah. And he gave us the green light on that. Once we, once COVID's over and the new the new spot's open, we're going to go uh, grab a corner of the, the, the new brew house. I don't, don't uh, want to seem too cavalier. Sample some beers. There's there. a point at which it was it, it naturally fit into the, the conversation that – I started smoking the Cuban cigar. So I, I went to Cuba in February and yes. I came back with cigars. <laughs> when he came back, he came back with another beer and a big stogie. As, Brett, as Brett's kicking back with his with his uh, Swiss or sweets on, you know, he's like kicking back 
legs up. Not, not often I get tank top on, you know, five beers in one sitting and enjoy a, a nice Cuban cigar. Well, I we completely appreciate yeah. it, Kenny. Thanks, guys. All right, Ken. We'll talk oh, soon. Right. And uh, Ken, yeah, 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 like I sure. said, save me one of those shirts on the new on the new uh, ship. I'll, uh, I'll be down there. I'll be down there. Yep. All right, man. Great. Thanks, Ken. turn out better than I thought. Wonders of editing. So thanks again to Kenny. You enjoyed that. A lot of nerdy pop talk, but uh, I don't know. We love it. That is all. Reminder, subscribe and like and all that good stuff. We'll be hearing from us soon. Thanks.